Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. Have you heard of graphic recording? Graphic what? Well, I hadn't heard of it either until I did a speaking engagement. In the audience was this amazingly talented artist who drew what I said pretty much as I was saying it. I was so blown away with her graphic recording that I now have her capture illustrations of all my business events. Her name is Debbie Wood, and she's been a graphic designer and illustrator for 20 years. Today, she runs her own business, Debbie Wood Creative. Such an amazing and unique story. And Debbie's such an inspiration. I know you'll enjoy this chat. Deb, thanks for joining us on Tea with the Queen. Thank you for having me. When did your love for illustrating begin? This, I'm not really sure. I remember having teachers throughout high school who gave me varying degrees of encouragement. One teacher would say to me, I really want you to take art as an elective next year. And then another teacher would barely notice that I was in the room. So it wasn't like it happened then. I do remember winning a colouring in competition, though, when I was in my first year of primary school, which I was pretty happy about. Look, I think for a long time I didn't really think that I had any real talent as an illustrator. But uh, the interesting thing about what I do as a graphic recorder is it is really simple and it needs to be because when I'm scribing, I'm working at a lightning pace as conversations evolve and topics change. And it's and it's also about lettering, which I was obsessed with when I was a kid. I always loved calligraphy and that sort of thing so I love that I love that our teachers and it reminds me that teachers and parentals when we're very young have such an impact on us certainly do as we go through and whenever you ask someone to tell you who their favorite teacher was and why people can always recall a teacher who was their cheerleader absolutely right yes yeah So you got roles as a graphic designer at some major firms, including Arup and AXA. What's the day in the life of a graphic designer with these companies? Right. Uh, At Arup, we're going back a while, Emma. Yes, I know. I know. But we like the backstory. It is. It's good. (laughs) So Arup's an engineering firm globally, and I was was their in-house designer in the Queensland office. It was creating documents and job sheets and brochures for whoever needed them. But I was also involved in quite a few big proposals. You'd see all the groups of within the firm come together from civil to sustainability and transport teams, all collaborating on one project that had a deadline. So that was always exciting. And I also found my husband at Arup in the lunchroom. Oh, I love that. See, I wanted to ask more questions about that, but we have to keep on task. (laughs) 
So, yes. Awesome. Well, yeah. that was a bonus. Yes, yeah. But then AXA, I was part of a design studio team of between 10 and 20 people, depending on what was needed. And I got to work with some really clever creatives there. My main role there was as a proofreader, though. So not particularly creative, but it certainly developed my eye for detail. And I know where apostrophes go. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So then tell me, how did you get into graphic recording? And what is graphic recording? Oh, look, let's start with what is graphic recording, because it's a weird one. And it goes by a few names. So it can be called visual facilitation or graphic facilitation or scribing, knowledge working. I like to call it graphic recording. And it's basically capturing a visual map of an event, whether it's a workshop or a keynote strategy session or conference. And rather than a standard bulleted list of notes, people take away a more beautiful, tangible artifact that people can draw from in the moment as it's happening live, or they can reflect on it afterwards, recall what happened, share it with their peers and colleagues. So when I'm listening as a graphic recorder, I'm creating connections between ideas, I'm drawing visual metaphors to help with memory recall, and I'm synthesising the content at the same time. It's very busy work. It's so busy work. It's busy brain work, hey? It's busy brain work. I'm always exhausted afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, just for our audience, Deb did her first, I didn't know she was doing this, but I did a speaking gig for VidCon 19 and Deb was in the crowd and she did this most amazing graphic recording for me and that's how we met and I just love that. And since then, you've been recording all the business with the queens we've had since when we were in lockdown and I'm just blown away by your talent. I had no idea what to expect. And then I get it and it's like different every time, which is awesome. And I'm just blown away by your talent. And I'm curious about how you put everything on the paper in real time as someone is speaking. How much practice does it take? Look, a lot of practice. I think there's one aspect of it is just practice every time I do it. But I think also I'm 46, you know, I've, I've been on this planet for a while, so I I think uh, synthesising and all that sort of thing just comes with life experience, really. But um, And I know my work has improved over time. It's one of those things when you're doing it, though, you know that you're bringing your whole self to what you do and you can always improve, but what you do that day is your best. So you also have to be kind to yourself because it's, you know, there's always going to be things that you miss because someone's moved on to the next subject or... You know, often when I was working on live and large on paper at the front of a room, I'd write a concept on one side of the wall and then, you know, half an hour later I'd be writing another concept on the other side of the wall and then the audience or the facilitator would connect these two ideas that were way apart. (laughs) And it is what it is because it's live, whereas this is why I love working on the iPad because I can move things around in the moment and um, adjust as I go. And I suspect that other graphic recorders, so you could have a group of graphic recorders, a group of five of you in the room listening to the same thing and the graphic recording would be different based on the filter. Yes, absolutely. So there's that layer of my own personality, I suppose, and my own lived experience that 
happens in the work that I do. And it will be different depending on which graphic recorder you've got there on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and illustrating is must be much different today with iPads and the apps and the tools that have come along with them. Do you mostly illustrate with computers today? I do. So I had just started focusing on working digitally right before COVID hit our shores in early 2020. So back then I was taking a projector along and beaming it onto a wall so that it can become the focus of the work or the workshop. And even though I can be a bit of a show pony at times, Emma. No, Deb. uh, and, And I liked being at the front of the room. I think it serves the group better for me to be sitting in the crowd and capturing like that because when it's beamed onto the wall, also I'm not tall. So the work would often have to be low on the wall, which means people in a crowd can't necessarily, you know, if you're in a room with 800 people, they can't necessarily see it. Whereas if I'm on a projector, I can pitch it high and I'm not standing in front of the wall while I'm doing my work. So... Ah, that makes Uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when we all went to Zoom, obviously it was an easy transition for me when everyone started meeting in Zoom because, you know, you've seen in your workshops, I just project my canvas as my web camera so people can pin it or spotlight it and um, enjoy watching that evolve while they're having their meeting. Yeah, and they all love it. They all go mad for your illustrations. (laughs) Um, You started your own company in 2012. Was it a no-brainer to go out on your own and was it scary? So I've been working for myself since my 13-year-old son arrived on the scene and it it was a no-brainer. I wanted work to be flexible and that has served me really well over all these years. I'd sleep when they were at creche or I would sleep when they were, I would, sorry, I would work when they were at creche or I would work when they, I never got to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, it I'd work when they were sleep. I'd work when they were having their day naps and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, I, I never thought of it as starting a company though. That sounds really ambitious and grown up. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and I was working in a way that it just made sense with the way life was back then when we had small people. But they're both at the stage now where they're a lot more self-sufficient, my boys. Like I've taught the nine-year-old, he makes a great espresso and he can do awesome bacon and eggs. He's pretty much ready to move out. And I feel like I've got a lot more hours in the day now to build my business. Yeah, I love that. So tell us, what kind of services do you offer? Well, graphic recording, obviously, at workshops, conferences, events, strategy sessions, that sort of thing. And then I also have a quick turnaround illustration service, um, which is great for when people, I think, you know, the result of doing the graphic recording work is meant that I, I have gotten some serious pace when I'm illustrating. So I can... You know, people are like need to get their idea out fast or they've they've got to convey something and they don't want to send out big, long documents to their staff or their clients. Uh, you know, we I can knock up a bit of illustration work for them in a, you know, in a short turnaround. Is it always live? Well, no, no. So, no, it's not. So um, another thing that's been happening a little bit lately is someone will have had their workshops 
they'll come to me and say, I've got three recordings of three sessions and I want you to synthesize the entire lot together into one canvas or something like that. Because sometimes too, you know, participants may feel uncomfortable with having a third party in the room witnessing their discussions, especially when it's, you know, intense content. Uh, so having me do the work afterwards and synthesize it all for report outs and that sort of thing has been useful as well. But I also know because some of my clients have now used your service, I also know that it doesn't have to be just a document that you do and then get circulated. It can be made into cool stuff. What stuff has it been made into? Oh, mouse pads. That was a good one. <laughs> and sometimes people combine because the illustrations come out as an animated illustration too. So you can see the the work grow and then they end up with a nice little snappy video that they can use on socials and that sort of things. But yes, mouse pads, having a mouse pad with my work on it is a bit fancy. Well, I actually laminate all the work that you do for me and use it as a placemats in my flat lays and stuff. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> so many uses for it. Place which, yeah, you can look at it while you're having them di- having dinner. <laughs> it's, I use it for for flat lays, or Fee did some photographing with it. You know, so it's there's amazing versatility yeah. in it mm, if you think creatively. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good for social media and that sort of thing too. Yeah, yeah, socials is cool. I love it on socials, and I love people just being able to watch the snippet of time that it you know, the animation and how it comes to life. And I also, it's really interesting to me when I go, so, you know, we run an event called Business with the Queen. And if you're on the event and you put it on the screen and I point everyone to it and I watch their faces and they're all like in awe about what's actually being created in front of their face, or they're kind of like, I better be careful of what I say, (laughs) which I love. Because Debbie is listening. Because Deb's listening. What's, um, What's been one of the more unusual illustrations you've ever done? Oh, a while back I was part of a workshop and it was a future strategy kind of thing for, I want to say Medibank Private, but I could be wrong. And the theme of the day, the facilitator had themed the day around Back to the Future and I got to draw a DeLorean. Do you remember what a DeLorean is, Emma McCoy? I've got no idea what a DeLorean is. Do you remember Marty McFly's car that he used to travel back in time? Yes. That's a DeLorean. I would have never known the name of that. Thank you, DeLorean. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. (laughs) I'd have had to draw one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and another workshop about startups, um, which in the industry, uh, when they're scaling, they are often referred to as a unicorn business because of their magical growth. I included a unicorn in my title because oh, I love why that. not? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. While we were in lockdown, you did some interesting illustrations. The grapes illustration, can you tell our audience about that? Oh, for Grapes of Mirth. So Grapes of Mirth is an organisation that run comedy shows at wineries, which is combining two of my favourite things, wine and comedy. And um, Merrick Watts is the the main comedian that works with them. And um, because wineries and comedy all had to be put on hold, they were running a weekly uh, comedy show via Zoom. 
and uh, I started graphic recording them for me and Mez paid me in wine. And I also ended up on the last episode because I think they did eight shows during that first lockdown. I got to be on the show and Tom Gleason was on there as well. So that was pretty cool. I got to meet those guys. That's awesome. And what's been your most memorable one? My most memorable event. Or your most memorable event or your most memorable graphic recording. Uh, I think, and this has happened during 2020, I did an event with Oxfam a couple of months ago and it was on the Mekong Delta the subject matter was about the Mekong Delta and women in river management for the Mekong. And they had participants in that workshop. There was probably a couple hundred participants listening in, um, but the actual panellists were global. So there was there was a couple of people from France, and there was a couple of people from London, and then a whole heap of people from all over Vietnam and Cambodia and Thailand, all in this one workshop that I was capturing. And I, I had a real moment during that just thinking, this is amazing. I'm graphic recording a global event. That's lovely. I remember when you were listening to, was it Annabelle Crabb? Oh, yes. And Trent Dalton on his new book, All Our Shimmering Skies, because you like his writing. What happened there? I love his writing. I did a capture of the launch of the book. I was just doing it because I was already going to be listening and I thought it would be something great to share on Instagram and Twitter. And they both saw it and they both loved it. I know you've read that book, haven't you? Have yes. you finished it? No. Is it as amazing as the first one? Because Look, different. But I, yeah, I loved it just as much, I think. I was surprised. I didn't expect to. But, yes, no, they they both loved it and um, that was. Shared it. They shared yeah. the love. And they shared it, yes. They shared the Deb love. I love it. So tell me, do you have a wish list? What's a project that you'd love to do but haven't done yet or someone that you'd like to work with and haven't yet? Look, uh, I love I love working in the not-for-profit space. And I love seeing participants feel truly heard because of what I do. I find that deeply satisfying. But I look, my unicorn would be live comedy, graphic recording live comedy. Well, that can't be that hard now that we're not in lockdown. I know. I need to make it happen. Oh, well, for our <laughs> listeners, Deb's Thriving Woman 2021, so I'm like, oh, we've got this. <laughs> That's so easy. I love it. Tell me, what would you say to people who have maybe not started up off as a company, maybe they've just started off doing work that they love and like you, it's just organically grown? What would you say? Because I know 2020 has been a year of growth for you personally and professionally and 2021 is heading that way as well. So what would you say? It better. <laughs> What would I say? Uh, look, I, I think the most important thing is to do work that you love and do work that lights you up. And, I mean, obviously we all need an income, but uh, I feel like sometimes, you know, keeping something as a bit of a side hustle while you do the work that pays bills and then 
slowly transitioning because that's what I've done in the last few years. My graphic design work was the mainstay of my income and, you know, maybe 20% of my work was graphic recording for a few years. But in the last three years, I've turned that to 100% graphic recording and a big fat zero of graphic design. Did you do that deliberately? Yes. I love graphic recording. It lights me up. I come away from every event feeling so exhilarated, also exhausted. But, yeah, graphic design wasn't floating my boat anymore. Yeah, right. So when uh, we had lockdown, did you feel like there was going to be no business or did you feel like, oh, this is an opportunity just to take it on Zoom? Uh, Yeah, there was a couple of weeks where my entire calendar cleared out. So up until March, I was, you know, two or three days a week I had work. And that's plenty because there's a lot of organising and brain space required to do what I do. So all of a sudden, everything was cancelled because up until then, everything required gathering a whole bunch of people in a room and breathing on each other. And it turned out we couldn't do that anymore. (laughs) So... That was a couple of weeks there of going, oh, now what? And, you know, Zoom's been great this year. I think it's been amazing for everybody to realise what can be done and that we don't all need to fly to a different city to gather together, that we can make the online space work. And it certainly works better with a graphic recorder if you're gathering a bunch of people in a room, in a Zoom, to have that so that you're not just staring at a bunch of faces and uh, or being bored to death by PowerPoint. I think uh, having a, I can see it adding more value than we ever did when we were in a physical space in the digital space. Yeah, it's really interesting. How do people find you? Where do they find you to say, hey, Deb, I'd like you to do some graphic recording for me? Uh, probably best place is my website, which is, debbiewood.com.au beautiful but you're also on instagram and facebook and linkedin and i am and all of those things they're all up there on my website so but i'm deb sketches on on instagram yeah perfect thank you so much for joining us i love what you do i love your talent looking forward to continuing to work together because you know i think you're awesome and i love your sense of humor you don't take life too seriously and you know we like those type of people (laughs) So thanks, Deb. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. And if you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au.